Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Wednesday, May 31st, 2017, the final day, as we said, of the month of May. And welcome to episode number 340, unbelievable, 340 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is the one and the only, the original, the birth of the radio network itself, WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we, of course, each and every night right here on the radio network, we bring you the best in wrestling talk, of course, from past and present, and, of course, tonight will not be an exception to that rule. Of course, <clears throat> join me tonight, of course, to of course, bring you the wrestling news and views here is, of course, uh, part of our 2017 Hall of Fame uh, news tag team, King Ice. It is, of course, the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D., of course, as always, the 2015 and 17 WCWS Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, one of the hosts behind WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com, as well as, of course, all of our other shows here in the radio network. Also tonight, bringing in the wrestling history and birthdays here for us on the chat box here this evening is the human suplex machine himself, Mr. John Gross. John, of course, is a two, first 2016 WCW, WCWS Hall of Famer, of course, also a part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. Before we go any further with what our lineup is for this evening, let's go ahead and bring the Raw Radio duo in here right now. J.D. and John, welcome to number 340 on a <clears throat> what will be a still a very powerful revolution. And extreme. 
Extreme indeed. Of course, as we get ready for WWE Extreme Rules coming up on Sunday here, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll give you more on that here momentarily. And, of course, tonight, in addition to the wrestling news and views and the history and birthdays, of course, we'll be bringing you uh, our thoughts and opinions on the results of last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Some interesting moments there, to say the least, and we do have some things to talk about on that here tonight. And then, of course, like I said, uh, our, we hope to like to have a little surprise here in our wrestling extra segment here, uh, but uh, we will keep everyone informed on that, that if not, we'll be able to bring that here to you this evening. But we're still double-checking on that to make sure it's it's set and ready to go. But we'll keep everybody informed of that as soon as we have more information. In the meantime, I will also let you know that the WWS Radio Network Tour is making a stop here tonight at, of course, one of our original groups here in the WWS stable of groups on Facebook. It is WCWS News Channel. Uh, of course, like I said, we have a lot of things that we've talked about here on the on, on this page here for a long time. Of course, this page has been around, believe it or not, it's been around for five years. I did some double-checking on that. That's one of the oldest groups we have here in the stable. Uh, but, of course, if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight, uh, want to view, view our show as well as, of course, listen to it, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS channel zero one and uh, chime in on anything we have to talk about here of course, episode 340 of Revolution. And, of course, if you want to come in through TalkShoe.com, of course, the phone number, as always, is 1-724-444-7444. That call ID is 138-055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything we have to talk about here tonight here, <clears throat> here on episode 340 of the Mothership Revolution. Let's not waste any time, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right on the ball here and bring you some big-time here wrestling news abuse. Like I said, brought to us here this evening by one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geronimo. J.D., what is going on in the wrestling on the wrestling news front this evening? Well, we only got about three stories, and we'll tell them to you very quickly. First off, Monday night's WWE Raw is 2.612 million viewers, according to Showbuzz Daily, however. Viewership was down from the 2.615 million average from last week. The first average hour of Raw averaged 2.68, however, while hour two drew the same number, however. But the third and final hour averaged 2.468 million viewers. WWE was not opposed by the NBA playoffs on Memorial Day, but they did go up against same one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, however, in Pittsburgh, which drew 4.85 million viewers between Nashville and Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, however, however, Raw was announced, excuse me, last night in SmackDown, however, in Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen, it was announced, however, that Raw will be returning to Nat- Atlanta coming up before Survivor Series on Monday, November 13th at the Phelps Arena. And also, believe it or not, last night, ladies and gentlemen, or should I say, earlier today in India, it was announced, however, believe it or not, however, night two of the India tapings were commencing in India. As far as any big matches to watch out for, one of them, however, if you're going to call it a match, might have pitted Rockstar Spud against Hornswoggle, or simply Swoggle. Uh, we do not know the official number and view official total number, however, as far as how many people watched last night, as far as uh, SmackDown and Raw goes on Monday night with the official number, but we will let you know, however. Okay. All right, thank you very, thank you very much. Uh, right there, uh, JD. Of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, JD along with King and WOGTS, Jamar T. Smith is King Ice, your 
2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. <clears throat> they bring you all the news that's fit to print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, he uses the old-fashioned method of superglue and duct tape. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and dive right on in to the uh, rest of history and birthdays here for today, May the 31st, the last day of May. Some interesting stuff took place here um, um, on different on different periods here of wrestling history. On, on the last, like I said, the last day of the month of May, as I've, as we have been saying. <laughs> Let's go ahead and see what we have on tap right here with this here <clears throat> tonight. First off, a very, a very, um, very rarely we get anything above fifty some years old, but uh, but uh, very interesting here indeed. Uh, Seventy three years ago, which would put it at uh, nineteen. I want to say 1944. That sounds about right. In Mexico City, Mexico, El Santo defeated Tuffy Truesdale in a tournament final yeah, for the Mexican. 1944. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. In a tournament final for the Mexican national middleweight title, in where El Santo won it back for the third time. Tarzan Lopez defeated Santo for the title on April the first, but vacated it a week later as he was the NWA middleweight, world middleweight champion at the time of his win. Santo would hold the championship for 10 years. How long exactly is still a mystery. Huh. Okay. Uh, 29 years ago here today, which would put it at, uh, looks like 1988. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. At a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping in Fresno, California, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty returned to the company about a year to the day they were released from the company after partying, party, partying too much following their debut the following year. In their return about on June 18th, Lucas Rockers defeated Steve Lombardi and Terry Gibbs. Also, believe it or not, a very interesting debut here on the same taping. Luke Pritchard made his WWF national television debut as that red-faced preacher, Brother Love. Holy cow. The character was inspired by the televangelist scandals in the 1980s, most notably Jimmy Swaggart and Jim Baker. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me of Oh, man. Uh, 24 years ago today, uh, would put it at, uh, let me see here, 1993. Yes. On Monday Night Raw from New York City, Marty Jannetty defeated Bam Bam Bigelow by count out to retain the Intercontinental title. And an interesting tidbit, this would be Jannetty's one and only televised title defense. He would lose the title just one week later in Albany, New York, Shawn Michaels. 18 years ago today, of course, I would put it at 1999, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the funeral of Owen Hart was held. Of course, as everyone remembers, Hart died on May 23rd when a safety harness malfunction during the over-the-edge event causing him to plummet about 75 feet to his death. Sadly, he died of internal blood loss and blunt force trauma later that evening as he was scheduled to take on the Godfather for the Intercontinental title and where Owen was supposed to win, win that particular belt during the night. Plenty of issues rose around the funeral, most notably footage of the funeral aired that evening on Raw, something that Martha, the widow of Owen, did not want. Martha took to the Calgary Sun to argue that it was that it was she that paid for the funeral. 
But on the same night for Monday Night Raw and where it was taped, Jeff Jarrett defeated the Godfather to win the Intercontinental title for the fourth time, and the Acolytes defeated Kane and X-Pac to win the WWF Tag Team titles. This was Farouk and Bradshaw's first tag team title reign over Kane and X-Pac. Eighteen years ago today, would also would still put it in 1999, on Nitro from Houston, Texas, Bam Bam Bigelow and DDP defeated Canyon and Saturn to win the, WW, the WCW excuse me, World Tag Team titles. Sixteen years ago today, would put it in 2001, SmackDown was live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, in where the main event happened between Stone Cold and Chris Benoit for the WWF title. In the match, Benoit locked in 10 German suplexes over Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was the first, that, that was the first of 10 suplexes in the WWF. But at SummerSlam 2014, it would be Brock Lesnar that broke the record of 10 suplexes by delivering 16 to John Cena. Austin was still able to retain the belt, however, over Benoit. 13 years ago today, we put it at 2004. On Raw from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, La Resistance defeated Chris Benoit and Edge to win the tag team titles. Also, in Eugene's third match, he scored a DQ win over Kane. Hmm. Three years ago today, put it at 2014, MVP suffers a knee injury while competing in a match for Preston City Wrestling. It alters TNA's booking. MVP was booked to win the TNA World Heavyweight title at Slammiversary, but it was changed to Bobby Lashley winning the title at the event instead. Two years ago today, we put it at 2015, WWE presented an elimination chamber from the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. The show featured not one, but two elimination chamber matches. This was the first time the tag team titles and the Intercontinental title was defended in an, also in an elimination chamber. The New Day retained their tag team titles over Los Matadores, the Primetime Players, the Ascension, the Lucha Dragons, and the team of Cesaro and Tyson Kidd in an elimination uh, chamber match to retain the WWE tag team titles. Ryback won the vacated WWE Intercontinental title over King Barrett, R-Truth, Sheamus, Mark Henry, and Dolph Ziggler. The reason behind the IC title being vacated is because of Daniel Bryan suffering another injury. We all remember that. Kevin Owens also defeated John Cena. Neither Kevin's NXT title nor John Cena's WWE US title were at stake in this match. But it was Kevin's first WWE match as he defeated John Cena. It's all we and we have a we have one birthday here tonight. So happy fiftieth birthday to Ian Richard Hodgkinson, known to wrestling fans as JD. Before I say, care to take, care to take a guess? Vampiro. There you go. He was best known for his run in the He's latter days. How old Fifty. Fifty. Yes. Wow. My goodness, he doesn't look it though. No, he doesn't. <laughs> And, uh, of course, the latter days of WCW, of course, uh, um, of course, I remember during the days that uh, I think he last last couple of years of WCW, he had a little feud with Sting, I think, uh, which was very interesting. And also, and John said, that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. Uh, and, uh, John, thank you very much, sir, for providing the history, the history and birthdays here tonight. Very big-time events there, indeed. And, J.D., thank you, sir, for providing the news and views here for tonight. 
and I will mention we may have a surprise a little bit later. We don't know yet. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know on that surprise. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode number three hundred and forty of the broadcast WWS Revolution. This is, of course, uh, Wednesday, May thirty first, two thousand and seventeen. I'm, of course, once again, Mister WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line with you. Of course, alongside me, I have the Iceman JD Jeremy Girolamo, of course, a fifteen and seventeen Hall of Famer. As well as part of the, of course, Raw Radio broadcast team. Also on the chat box here tonight, I have the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the first 2016 Hall of Famer, and also part of the Raw Radio team. Uh, well, gentlemen, let's go ahead and dive right on into, of course, our another big time here segment here each and every Wednesday night. Of course, we do talk about uh, uh, we do talk about SmackDown Live. Uh, JD, if you wish, sir, go ahead, please, and uh, bring it to us. Well, last night you had a really good show. I mean, you had a good tag match to start out the show with Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn, of course, uh, taking on uh, Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin. Of course, AJ took on Dolph Ziggler, which, of course, they made AJ lose in his hometown, which was crazy, of course. Then you had another skit with the Fashion Police now taking on the New Day, apparently. It looks like they're setting up for those two, possibly for Money in the Bank. But the big news, obviously, coming out last night was the big announcement by Shane O'Mahour making it official, the first women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. And that's going to be interesting when that happens. I mean, it's going to be very entertaining to watch in a few weeks in St. Louis. But, yeah, all told, I mean, it wasn't too bad of a show. I mean, it was... A half-decent show, however, but like I said, there were some things that they could have improved on, however. But overall, it is what it is, and I thought it was a half-decent show, a little bit better than the last couple of weeks, though. Okay. All right. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. And John's going ahead and getting his uh, and going ahead and getting his, uh, up, uh, getting his review up right now. Let's go ahead and read what he's got so far. Uh, SmackDown review time, as John has said. Kick things off with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura against Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin. Four former NXT alumni members battling on SmackDown, and it ends with, of course, Zayn and Nakamura getting the win. Uh, they, made, they made a pretty decent tag team, uh, from what I understand. They did. Yes. And also, AJ Styles took on Dolph Ziggler, in where Ziggler defeated AJ in his own hometown. Uh, he is, that's right. I forgot AJ Styles was from Georgia. I forgot about that. Uh, it looks like the Usos is going to have some real competition in the form of the New Day. They retain the titles over American Alpha and Brizongo, but they, can they get it done against the New Day? Uh, also, they have here, of course, Orton and uh, Jinder Mahal having their confrontation as well. Let's see what else John has to say about that. But finally, we, but finally we wondered when we were going to see a women's money in the bank match, and lo and behold, here it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, I mean, for what for what I remember seeing uh, myself, I mean, all five of these ladies got physical big time. Um, the two that I was actually on that that actually uh, that that was that I was actually on was Charlotte and Tamina. But both of them, you know, kind of you know went head to head here. I mean, like both of them couldn't be hardly be hurt at all. But I mean. It was a it was a shocking they were able to you know, take all this, especially you know you got Carmella and Becky and Lynch and Natalia in the mix there too. Um, but um, of course, I said here Charlotte, Tamina, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Natalia all in a ladder match. This is going to be interesting. 
Yeah, I, I think it will be. And John says, if Blizzard memory serves him correctly, this is going to be the first time that there's going to be a first first ever woman's ladder match. Which yeah, has never it been is. done in WWE. It's never been done in WWE at all. Nope. I've never seen it. I mean, nope. this, this is history in the making. Yes, unless of course you put it on the WWE one, the WWE two K games, maybe. I mean, yeah. all you're going to do. But now it's like it's like what they did when they were when they were talking about when Goldberg came back. They were saying. Uh, fantasy warfare just got real. I mean, this is another proof of it right there. So, there you go. Uh, let's see what else John has to say about that right here. No, 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 no. That's going to be fun for all the fans to see. John says you, you, you definitely can play the women in ladder matches on the video games, but fantasy definitely just got real again. You just shared my same sentiment right there. Yes, indeed. I agree with that 110%. Guys, <laughs> yeah. the thing about Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Natalia have been former women's champions, but given, of course, Car- Car- Carmella and Tamina, we have to wait a bit by bit because you can't type a whole lot of stuff at one time on these on, on this chat box for some reason. They haven't been they haven't won the women's title yet, but I think that the John believes the dark horse of this contest has to be JD's favorite girl, Becky Lynch. Well, that that, that could she, be, she be she'd be considered an early favorite, I would say. I mean, let me tell you something. And, and the day about it is putting this also into perspective from the way we've been talking about this one particular girl, and I'll, I'll, and I'll even say it, it will surprise a whole lot of people. Before I say anything else that John has right here, John, I'll get back to that in just a minute. It will surprise a whole lot of people that after the end of this match is over, that if Carmella pulls the win off of this thing somehow and gets that opportunity to go after Naomi's belt and wins it, you, you would think Jinder Mahal was shocking winning the WWE title. This is going to take the cake. Yep. This is going to take the cake if that happens. Yep. I would like to see Becky win it again. I would love – I mean, Charlotte, I would give her the benefit of the doubt here in this case. Natalia, you know, it would be a good contest, yes. Uh, Tamina, I wouldn't mind even seeing. I mean, you know – and again, I'm sure probably in the back of her mind as well, you know, mm-hmm. she'll be probably dedicating that to her dad. Who knows? Yeah. Now, there you go. I mean, because her dad, like I said, you know, he won, he didn't, not in the WWE, but he did win several belts as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 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 why, so I'm sure that his, and of course his son, of course, when he was part of Deuce and Domino, won tag belts. Um, so why not, why can't she? I mean, there you go. I will always thought at some point that she was going to end up winning a belt, but because uh, she's been a real big time, cha- big time challenger, but she's always been a follower, in my opinion. She needs to probably step it up, and she'll have the opportunity to step it up a little bit in this match right here. But I would see, I give this to either Charlotte 
affect your community. You can't you can't choose in yeah, this matter. You can't. Yeah, I would give it to one of those three, but I mean that's all I've got. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, uh, John says because she was the first SmackDown, and the reason why he picked JD's favorite girl Becky Lynch is because she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion, and of course won it in the fall, and can win the first Women's SmackDown Money in the Bank. She's made history before; she could do it again. And and John says that is it for SmackDown, but of course, then again, he wanted to say one more thing. Well, there was another dark horse to win this one, and and you know he even said that to me it would be a dark horse. Uh, and, Steph, and John did also say it's definitely too close to call. It is. I mean, I mean, this fact right here, since he made that announcement, you have people pondering this question now. You know, who will be the one to make the hit? I mean, who may who will, who will definitely make history? Yes, it's just it's for a number one contender. It's it's, it's it's for a shot at the belt. It's not for the belt. It's for a shot at the belt. Yes, we all know that. We all understand that. But like I said, you got history being made because the women has never reached this level before, and the women are given are you got the, the women are becoming very very much more you know competitive than they used to be. I mean, they're always been competitive, but this is like I said, this is taking it one step further to show off their stuff. I mean, they did the hell in the cell, right? I mean, yep. why not? Why not? You know, I mean, this is probably the next step, the bigger opportunity for them to get it to the man side of, of things and see what and see what takes place. So, you know, I definitely do see history being made, which regardless of whichever one of these five ladies wins it, you know, they're going to they're going to make history. I mean, yep. I wonder if it's going to be the same stipulation as the men. So, are they going to have a whole year to be able to cash that in at some point and go after the belt? I mean, is that, I would think so. It may make it would make sense. It would make sense if you're going to do it. You got to keep it. It's always been, but of course, like I said, I mean, we wouldn't make any exceptions because of the fact, you know, that this time it's the women that's competing in this thing. You know, this this, this historic thing right here. They got to keep it all the same way. My personal opinion. But John says, all in all, John believes that SmackDown once again did better than Raw. SmackDown has totally taken it to Raw. You know, and that's a good point, too. Because, I mean, keep in mind, like we've been talking about, Raw's ratings have been very, very weak, very, very low. That's a, that's a, good, that's a, that's a good call right there, John. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, of course, for providing, that, providing us with your, um, with your uh, like I said, thoughts on uh, last night's SmackDown show, uh, <clears throat> and uh, while we, uh, like I said, while we kind of take a moment here to cool off after some big time talking here about some big time uh, uh, events taking place here, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Thank you. Uh, I know. I guess it's the out, just the changing of the weather gets to me sometimes. Uh, anyway, now while we take a little bit of a breather here, ladies and gentlemen, I will go and remind you. Of course, once again, uh, of course, uh, coming up, of course, tomorrow night will be, of course, once again, Double Dose Part 2. Of course, as we call it now, the Double Shot, as, of course, Top Hill Inc., 140562-pound, and NWO Wolfpack, episode 101. Uh, of course, after a very historic episode last week, 
done tremendously by our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. Fine job, indeed, for, for, for like I said, helping us, like I said, uh, you know, uh, helping, us, helping us reach that goal of getting 100 episodes in for Wolfpack. Like I said, 101 will air tomorrow night. Of course, call ID 138-521-POUND. Of course, the same, same routine as always. Uh, wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and, of course, some wrestling extras. Uh, some also big-time discussion as well. Also, of course, Friday we'll have, of course, uh, edition of Revolution. Same routine here. News and views, history and birthdays, and some big-time extras here, big-time talk here. Of course, and I will have my predictions. J.D. will also have his predictions for Extreme Rules coming up here this Friday night here on Revolution. Then Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, of course, we'll definitely bring you WWE Hour Hour as we run down, of course, uh, what all was what all was taking place here this week here in our shows in the radio network, as well as, <clears throat> excuse me, as well as, of course, we'll bring you our uh, wrestling history for this coming Saturday, as well as, of course, a number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com so for this week. Um, if anything else that does come up, we'll definitely talk about it as well. So, uh, Power Hour, of course, 141-364-POUND, coming up this Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Then Sunday afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, at 5 o'clock, special edition of Revolution, of course, 138055-POUND, will be, of course, our prediction show for WWE Extreme Rules <clears throat> uh, 2017. Uh, of course, we'll definitely bring in uh, JD's and John's predictions as well. We'll read them on the air there, and I'll, like I said, we'll, we'll have to have King Classy on as well, and uh, they'll be able to give their predictions on there um, Sunday afternoon as well of uh, some of uh, some big time matchups here, indeed, indeed. Uh, but we'll definitely, like I said, throw everything out there at you um, and give our takes on uh, what was what's going to take place here at Extreme Rules on Sunday evening. So a special edition of Revolution, 138055 pound this Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. right here on TalkShoe.com as we bring you, of course, our Extreme Rules 2017 prediction show. I do also see on the live video feed here uh, via WWS News Channel that uh, the last kicker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, of course, a 2016 Hall of Famer, of course, has, has made it on here to... Uh, made on here to our uh, show tonight, uh, watching us via the live video feed. Uh, and welcome, of course, number 340 of Revolution. Of course, you know, of course you know who I am. Uh, <laughs> but of course, we also have uh, uh, the Iceman, uh, J.D., Jerry Geronimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, on here as well. Um, so Anne has joined us now as well. Uh, she had a prior commitment, but she made it back on here. She made it on here tonight. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Well, let's see here. I said, if we have anybody else pop on here next couple minutes, I may unleash my surprise tonight, but if I don't, um, until, like I said, we have some more folks on. I will not. I will. I do have a surprise, ladies and gentlemen, pop, wanting to pop on on one of our shows tonight. But we got to make sure we have plenty of folks on before I before I uh, introduce it. Um, I'm not going to hint anybody as to what it is. Some people may know what it is already. Some may not. But um, but I want to keep it a surprise until we have some more folks popping on. 
So what I think we will do for the time being, uh, let's see here. Hmm. Well, we can always, of course, do our, uh, we can always do, of course, our old standby, which is, of course, as we always say here in the radio network, wild and wicked fantasy matchups here. And we do have plenty of time to do that. Like I said, we may be able to get not surprising if there's more folks who pop on. But we'll keep everybody apprised of that here uh, while we do our, some of our matchups. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, J.D., John, and Ann, uh, I ask you folks, as like we did last night, please be thinking of some uh, matches. Like I said, the sky's the limit. Uh, uh, past and present, any type of match you wish. Um, I said, please feel free to put, put two together if you like. Uh, I will start it off here with a very unique women's tag team match. All right. And this will be, we're going to pit a legend and a current woman at, on one team against the same. Right. On opposite teams, it's going to be a legend, legendary female wrestler and a current female wrestler on the same team, on both teams. The first team will be the team of, bear with me here. I'm going to, this is going to be blown right out of the park. This is going to be pretty interesting. Alundra Blaze and Charlotte Flair on one team. Will they get together? Well, we'll know. We'll have to wait and see. Against the team of, ooh, this is good. This is very good, very good. China and Nia Jax. Oof. Yes. JD, your thoughts on, the, on, on, on who would pull this off? I'm going to say Charlotte, or China and Nia Jax will win this one. Okay. Uh, John and Ann, your thoughts on who would win this match? John believes China and Naya. 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 I was about to say China. I don't know why I wanted to say that. But, uh, but no, China and Naya Jackson is who John picks. And, and who do you choose? And while y'all be thinking of a match here, uh, folks, I have to step for just a second. I'll be right back. And while Chad's checking that out, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to give you an update on the hockey game. It is still 1-1, however, in the second period right now. Uh, Nashville's got 26 shots so far, including 8 this period. And the Penguins have 17. So... It's been a very physical second period, Hella. So there you go.
Okay, GD, go ahead. Okay, uh, I'm next, I guess. Okay, my match will be... Oh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. <laughs> Thinking here what my match would be. Ah, you know what? Come back to me. I'm, I'm, I need some time to think on this one. Okay. All right. Not a problem there. Just okay. Just give you a little bit of time there. Okay. Uh, and do you have an answer to to the match I made a few minutes ago? By any chance? Um, the match was a Lunder Blaze and uh, um, Charlotte Flair versus China and Nia Jax. And uh, John, go ahead. Anything of your match as well? Well, John, all I got to say is, ooh, okay. John has got another tag team match here. Uh, before I name that, and my match was Alundra Blaze and Charlotte Flair versus China and Nia Jax. Did you have a winner for that match? Yes, there is a winner. Nina. Yeah, there you go. Nina, <laughs> Nina Jax. <laughs> no, no, Nina. That was Nina. That Nina. Yeah, there you go. I don't know if she had heard me or not, so I had to, that's why I had to repeat that. But while I'm waiting on her answer, I'll go ahead and name John's match right here. Uh, like I said, it's a tag team match. He has, oh, she says China and Naya. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. Carrie Underwood's at the game. Hmm. Well, I wish you, I wish you would have said her husband was going to, was going to have Carrie's underwear. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of celebrities there Saturday night. I mean, Carrie Underwood might be singing the National Anthem Saturday night, but they also showed Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman, believe it or not. They've been at some of the Predator games this year, and they're big Predator fans. I know they'll be there Saturday night when the Game 3 shifts to Nashville. And like I said, it's been a good, like I said, we've had a good second period so far. It's still 1-1, but Nashville's got almost 30 shots so far. Thank John's tag team matches the current Raw tag team champions, the Hardy Boys, taking on the, I guess you can say now, second to the New Day in terms of the longest tag team, longest tag team champions of all time, Demolition. Ooh, the Hardys versus and Demolition. The Hardys will win this match. JD, your thoughts on this? Sorry, John. Axe and Smash are going to do some uh, grinding and. Uh, just chopping down the Hardys bit by bit here. Good. Uh, and uh, John's match is the Hardy Boys versus Demolition.
Nice. The Pens go on the power play. Good. Interference on Nashville. Good. Oh, we took Horquist down on that one. That's definitely interference, no doubt about it. Cash in, boys. You haven't had one yet. This will wake up the crowd if you get one here. Oh, we got Shea Weber right against the glass. We're trying to cross-check Crosby. Crank it up, boys. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, and if you have an answer... No, and the, it was a match. It wasn't the question. The match was John's match was the Hardy Boys versus Demolition. What is your who who would win this match? We're doing fantasy matchups right now. She may be having a little difficulty probably hearing hear everything. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes she can hear it, sometimes she can't. Uh, Understandable. Uh, so. uh. The Hardy Boys versus Demolition. Come on, guys, get something. Okay, Ann says that the Hardys will pull the win off here. So now, Ann, it is your turn. So come up if you can't come up with a fantasy matchup, please. Whatever you want to do. Come on, Nikki, fire the darns. I get in. And while she does that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I said we're just checking in on some of our pages here in the radio network. Not a whole lot, uh, um, not a whole lot really going on here. Um, And um, 
Well, I see Ann comes up with comes up with our next fantasy matchup here. Based on what we have just talked about here in our SmackDown review, I am going to be posting a uh, a poll on who everyone will think. Uh, well, we'd love to hear your everyone's opinion on who you think will win the first ever women's money in the bank ladder match. Uh, it will be fixed up here in just a few minutes. It will be on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Revolution Radio. And I will keep everybody informed with this to whenever, I, whenever that uh, Whenever that poll is up and up and running, like I said, it will not take me that long to get it all fixed up. And I, I'm sure that Sometimes when you type, sometimes you think you have all you have, you have all the letters typed up, but for some odd reason it doesn't doesn't show up. I've never understood that. Okay, so then, so that post is up and running. Uh, so, like I said, if anybody wants to take a take a uh, a thought as a uh, take an put down an opinion as to who they think would will win the first ever women's night to make ladder match it is on the Revolution Radio Facebook page right now. So definitely take a gander at that and uh, vote and vote for who you think will be the first winner. There you go. Uh, and Ann's got a good one here. And a, good, a lot of good thought into this. A no-holds-barred match, Hulk Hogan versus Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> that's that's not bad. Good choice there. Not J.D., your thoughts on this? I'm going to take the Hulkster. Okay, all right. Uh, John and Ann, who do you think will win in this match? No-holds-barred, Snuka versus Hogan. John is going with Snuka. Hmm. And who do you think will pull the win off here?
and is going with the Hulkster. And uh, you know what? I will, too. I will, too. <clears throat> all right. Great matches all around here, folks. Uh, uh, big time, indeed. Big time, indeed. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll go We'll go another round here. Uh, let's see here. My um, first match will be... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that some of us, this may be a no-brainer, but I'm going to give this one a shot anyway. Um, especially one that's sort of talking about would be in his prime to go against a superstar from today. It will be Bobby Lashley versus Lex Luger. Mm. Remember, remember, like I said, Luger would be during his prime. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, JD? Your take. I want to take Lashley, but you did forget one other person. Who's that? Me. Uh, oh, you know what I did because you said you hadn't. Well, I'll, 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 don't worry. I'll come back with back to back on on this turn. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. It's not, okay. All right. That. All I need right. more time to think. I need more time to think. I think I had it. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, if you want, well, okay. No, I right. can I can go back to back. I don't mind. Okay. All right. Then how about I do this? How about I let John and Ann go after me, and then they'll give you more time to think it over. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It sounds okay. Thank you very much, there, JD. Um, okay. Um, John and Ann, your thoughts here on the match here: Bobby Lashley versus Lex Luger. Gerard and Michelle will be going nuts if they heard me make this money. <laughs> Especially Gerard, remember the last week with Luger the whole time? Yeah, well, you know, during that whole Jeopardy thing. What is Lex Luger? Who is Lex Luger? What was yeah, Lex yeah. Luger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lex Luger was part of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was on that, yeah. I went back to listen to that last night, actually, after we got off the air last night from last week's show. That's the beauty of what Michael listen to, man. You can go and enjoy some key moments in the day. And John's saying a draw in this huh. match, believe it or not. Interesting. Okay. And the match is Bobby Lashley versus Lex Luger. You know, I even watched that clip I, sh- I told you all about in that hardcore pawn where he went on there and he, he pawned about three of his robes. He was raising money for that charity. I think him and Nikita Co-op were a part of Yeah, yeah. Rest in Reach, I think is what it's called, yeah. Uh, I think I think they eventually got $3,500. Which is not a bad deal. No, I mean, he asked opinions. Yeah. He asked opinions. I, I, I read the thing. He, I, I watched it again. He asked for opinions. You know, I mean... I mean, so, I mean, the guy that walked in there with him saying, this is your history here, champ. I mean, it's your, it's your thoughts here. Um, and he acts like, you know, you know, nothing else is going on in his life at all. I mean, the way he looked. I mean, he was on, J.D., the man was walking on a cane. Oh, I know, because he had that stroke. He was walking on a cane. I mean, he, he, his health is, I hate to really say that. But yeah, but I mean, I will give him a little bit of credit. We may not be too fond of a lot of things Luger has done, but let me tell you something. 
Luger was one heck of a superstar. I don't care. Oh yeah, no said. question about it. He was. There's no doubt about it. He was. I mean, right. he had his critics and he but he also had some things that were positive in a way, and some negative, a good bit of negative. But exactly. He's their own. But did they say, you know, at one point that the only reason why WCW brought Luger in or the NWA, whichever one you want to say, brought Luger in to try to compete with Hogan WWF? Yeah. It's supposed to be that. Ver- that it's supposed to be their version of Hogan. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what uh, I think Jr. said something about that on the uh, Four Horsemen DVD. Yeah, he was supposed to be like that. I mean, he was bulked aside. He was more bulked than Hulk was. Well, he played football before at Miami, and then he tried well, started at Penn State, then transferred to Miami, then tried to suck in the NFL, and that kind of never went anywhere, and it was just a rough uh, patch for him. Right. Mm-hmm. And the match was Bobby Lashley versus Lex Luger. She may be having difficulty hearing this. Okay, she'll be right back anyway. Uh, right. And uh, we'll come we'll come back to her here anyway momentarily. So she'll uh, she, in the meantime John has his match up and running. And let's see what he's got here. I hear he's got a fatal four way match. Hitting four you you want to talk about four big dudes. Uh this you can't get any bigger than these guys. Braun Strowman. Mark Henry, Big Show, and Kane. Good Lord! Should be elimina- it, it should God. be it should be elimination rules. However, one gets eliminated, the next one has to survive or over the top, maybe. Yeah, no. I bet you want to think of cows in a state bull. Make it make a double state. ring, Jesus! I mean, you're gonna need that. Yeah, I'm gonna need. You know, what? I've often been surprised why WWE never really thought of that idea. Of doing the double ring thing. They tried. They were going. They were going to do it. I remember once or twice, however, uh, but they kind of shied away from it. Yeah, because it it, it wasn't because Vincent Man probably didn't think of it first, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's like he wouldn't. That's like he didn't want the television. Champion. He didn't want a WWE TV title. Just like he didn't want the War Games. I want to stop though. I mean. I mean, keep in mind now. You get you, in a way, you kind of got that now with the fact that they brought about the brand the elimination chamber, right? And that's how it was originally introduced. It was it's supposed to have like different aspects of different matches, right? Right? Like, right? Was, I think. Well, I think well, who was the first Bischoff uh, introduced this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of he said that this was, you know, was supposed to resemble was the War Games. Yeah. And, so I mean that that kind of uh that kind of uh um like the Royal Rumble and uh, war games and several others I can't think of what else it was. But well, he met- never, well, Hell in a Cell it's like WWE's done Hell in a Cell compared to WCW's version of Halloween Havoc. I mean when you think about it. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But uh, but like I said, I mean. You see, see, I, I've always, I've kind of often thought of the main reason. You may agree with this, you may not, and that's that's okay. I mean, everybody's got to write their own opinion. Sure. But I think the one other reason, other than Vincent, that Vincent, Vincent McMahon wanted WCW's library so bad, but in addition to probably put it out there for people, other people to enjoy, yes. But the thing about it is to have his guys skim through every single bit of, bit of that history 
and find little things that, you know, they might be able to do and maybe improve on. You know, he wanted for more ideas. I mean, I'm sure. It sounds like it to me. But, I mean, I mean, but, you know, he couldn't ask anyone that was involved with it because they, they, they didn't probably want to divulge any of those secrets and all that. But, you know, it probably wouldn't have mattered that w, since WCW is no longer around. Yeah. But, I mean, but, uh, but still, I mean, I bet you that's one reason why he wanted it that badly. He wanted some ideas. But he, was, he couldn't start, he couldn't, wasn't able to think of a lot of on his own anymore. Anyway, the match right here, J.D., your thoughts on, on John's match to Fader Fullway? Ooh, you got four big guys. I'm going to go with Henry. Mark Henry. John is going with Braun. Uh, I don't. I don't think Ann's made it back here yet. But uh, that's a couple matches. That's another match I'll ask her about here tonight. This is going to be a tough call here. I know it's a fatal four way. And that is the end of two. One one as we go to the third. Ooh. Nashville thirty two shots so far. Penguins eighteen shots. So. uh Again, it's been a good game. Yeah, it's been a crazy game. Uh, Nashville outshot Pittsburgh again in the second, fourteen to six. But Murray has stopped thirty-one to thirty-two tonight, and Minnie's playing pretty well, seventeen of eighteen. So, someone's gonna have to give in the third. We'll see what happens. Like, can the Preds, like I said, can the Preds tie it up and make it a new series, or can Pittsburgh make it two-zero and come within two games of uh, making it back-to-back? We'll see. But uh, the next twenty minutes here in the third is gonna be very, very thrilling. However, we'll see. Who's going to emerge out of game two with the win? And I'm going to say an ultimate draw, and I'm going to explain why. These four guys in the ring at the same time, it's going to be so epic, so big time here. You're going to have so much weight here. Any of them, all four of them at one time, try to make a big move here. It's going to, we're going to have Iowa, Big Show, and Brock Lesnar from a while back. It's going to collapse the freaking ring. Yeah. So I'm going to say a draw on this match as well. Uh, okay, now, J.D., while we wait for Ann to return here, uh, go ahead and let's see, let's see what your match is. Match number one will be a good one here. It'll be a scaffold match. And we'll go back to the old scaffold match. We'll use the Road Warriors here, and we'll put them in a matchup against, let's just say we'll put them against, Hmm. I'm going to say uh, The Revival. That would be good. In a scaffold. Uh, I know Michelle would kill me if I even said the word Revival in the Road Warriors. Uh, you got to go with Hawking Animal here. I would have to agree with that. Um, uh, John, your thoughts here? Scaffold match, the Legion of Doom taking on the Revival. John is going with the revival. Ooh, he's going against the grain there, John. Yeah, he's uh, uh, Let's see. I don't think... Uh, I don't think... Uh, Ann has made it back on here yet. Uh, um, let me double-check here and see.
Oh, okay. I think Ann has just okay. Ann has just made it back on here. Uh, and, okay, Ann did hear that last match, and she's she's also going with LOD as well. Uh, let's see here. I, let's take a small breather here. Uh, Ann, be thinking of a match. We had to skip you because you didn't pop on. But be thinking of a match, and we'll when we'll look at it here in just a few minutes. I do have to separate for one second. Uh, uh, JD, anything you wish to bring up, go ahead and do so just to keep the, the momentum going here a little bit. Uh, uh, well, apparently, however, just when we thought the hockey series was going to take a fun twist, and it kind of did, however, mind you. Our good friend, Mr. Doc Emmerich, however, had a Permani sandwich today with his buddy Pierre McGuire at Permani Brothers, however, mind you. So, uh, needless to say, however, they had a little bit of fun today, however, mind you, however, as him and Pierre Maguire had quite a bit of entertainment this afternoon down in the Strip District of Pittsburgh, as they had a very delicious, however, mind you, as him and Pierre Maguire munched down on a nice, delicious sandwich today for Mason. By the way, folks, if you're looking for the best sandwiches in maybe America, Permanis is definitely the way to do it, trust me. I can vouch for it. It's good. Uh, as Chad said, folks, uh, we have quite a bit of uh, momentum going into this weekend. Of course, Extreme Rules will be this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, live from the Royal Farms Arena in Raven Country, Baltimore, Maryland, which will be very interesting. Monday night, uh, Monday Night Raw will be coming to you live from the Mohegan Sun at Casey Plaza in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, the home of Dunder Mifflin, the, formerly the show The Office, and also the home of the Baby Penguins AHL team. Tuesday night, they will be at the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. Next week, of course, they will be in Lafayette, Louisiana, of course, at the Cajun Dome, where Brock Lesnar is set to return. And then two weeks from Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, June 13th, however, the Tuesday before uh, Money in the Bank, however, mind you, we will be live. That's right, I said it, live from the from the Big Easy, Bourbon Street, the French Quarter, and, of course, everything in between. New Orleans, the site of this year's WrestleMania 34. So be sure to check that out, folks. And, of course, uh, here are some other uh, dates to uh, keep an eye on. June 18th, of course, Money in the Bank will be coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, of course, from the uh, Scott Trade Center in St. Louis, Missouri, ladies and gentlemen. Tuesday, or excuse me, Monday, June 19th, however, I believe, however, we're going to Give you the update, however, I'm going to tell you about it here in a second here. Uh, as I'm trying to find this out right now, ladies and gentlemen, I believe it is, yeah, Monday Night Raw, however, will be coming to you live, however. Uh, so I can just get this here. I'm just trying to find out the information here. Uh, uh, where is it? I just saw it a second ago. Please bear with me here, folks. Uh, but I do know, however, as I did mention last night, ladies and gentlemen, for you NXT fans in the Vancouver, Seattle, and Portland area, tickets go on sale this Friday morning for the following shows. Thursday, July 13th at the Penn E.E. Agrodome in Vancouver, British Columbia. Friday, July 14th at the Paramount Theater in Seattle. And, of course, Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, July 15th, however, live in Portland at the Theater of the Clouds Arena. Now, NXT, of course, will be at the Reserve Pavilion at the Hilton Osceola in Osceola, Florida this Friday night. 
while at the Sun National Bank Center, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch WWE live in an action in Trenton, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, that's where we're going to be. And I'm trying to find out where, uh, I mean, I just saw it too here, folks. Uh, I can't remember exactly where we're going to be after Money in the Bank, however, as far as Raw goes. But I do know at the end of June, we will be in Los Angeles as WWE returns to the Staples Center on June 26th, two weeks before Great Balls of Fire. And, of course, uh, they will be in Phoenix the day before, uh, the week before, uh, I should say, Great Balls of Fire on Monday, July the 3rd, which will be a very historical day, not only before the day of America's birthday, mind you, but also a very special historical day on Raw Radio, which is we will be hitting episode number 100. Oh, is that right? Oh, we can't wait for that. Indeed, indeed, we'll definitely be watching. We'll definitely listening after that. Comes up here on the 4th of July. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, Anne's got her matchup now. Um, and the matchup is a tag team match pitting the Usos I think she's saying as they are now the Agos? no, no, no the the Usos as I I guess as the way they are no, but uh, Tyler Breeze and uh, Van Damme call them the Agos the Usos yeah, but they call them the Agos I know it's the Usos, but, but, but Tyler Breeze and Van Dango call the Usos the Agos. Oh, the Agos. Oh, oh. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I know, it was, I know it was the Usos, but I'm just saying it was the Agos. I'm, they're the Agos, Ian. I refer to them as the Agos. Uh, excuse me for just one minute, then the... Uh, uh, But the hard matchup is the Usos versus the team of Abyss and Crazy Steve. Um, JD, your thoughts on her tag match? I'm going to say, as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to go with the Agos here. The Usos will win. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Uh, John and Ann, what's your thoughts on this match? I will check it here. even louder outside in Pittsburgh. Oh, the fans are still watching the big screens. How are they got their parties going? Both cities are See what John Ann has to say. Um, Ann is saying Crazy Steve and Abyss will pull off the win in this. Uh, John, your take here on this match? I'll be back. Okay, good.
Uh, John, uh, in this case, if you didn't hear the match, I'll repeat it one more time that Ann came up with. It was the Usos, as they are today, taking on Crazy Steve and Abyss. And John is going with the Usos here. And you know what, me, I got, you know, it's going to be kind of a wild card here. I'm going to say Crazy Steven Abyss to pull off a win here. All right. Okay. Um, okay, everybody else, JD, has answered. Uh, um, and uh, you and John went with the Usos, and Ann and I went with Steve, Crazy Steve and Abyss. Okay. Um, I'll come up with one more here, and then we'll uh, pause for a second here. Or JD, if you want to come up with your other one, go ahead and do your go ahead, go ahead and do your other one. All right, let's go with. Uh, oh, this is tough. Okay, this is going to be a unique one. However, with the two legends against two current superstars. Okay. The two legends I'm going to put in the ring are Ric Flair and Bruno, together as a team. Oh. And the two opposing them will be. Hmm, the two that will go up against them. Let's do Seth Rollins as one. And Seth and will team up with the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, so you got two legends against a current superstar and another one? Yeah. Okay. So, if we heard the match correctly here, folks, it is Ric Flair teaming up with Bruno San Martino take on the team of Seth Rollins and the Macho Man, Randy Savage. John has already seen Rollins and Savage. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, oh, first off, I will mention that one of our old friends, the lowdown, Kendrick Smith, has made it on the live video feed on the news channel. So we got to say hello there to the lowdown tonight. And I Kendrick, think there's somebody me. else here. I'm not sure. He kind of mentioned his name here earlier. Uh, but I wonder who it could be. Who could it be now? Hmm. You know who it is, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, and indeed, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I bring to you the 2014-17 WWUS Hall of Famer. He is the Monday of the Radio Network and the COO of WWUS. He is the one. He is the only. There I say it. There, there. Yeah. He is the king. NWO GTS himself, the one and the only Gerard T. Smith has made it back on the line here. Uh, GTS, welcome to week 40 of the Mothership Revolution. Hello. Yes, sir. And, ladies and gentlemen, we now can finally reveal what I have been talking about doing here for quite some time. 
Um, and uh, so, so well, we've got a few fancy matchups out of the way. So we are going, we are going to uh, <clears throat> um, to go ahead and pause the fancy matchup so we can get to the nature at hand here, and <clears throat> and that is, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. We have been playing, and and Ann, Gerard, Gerard Ann wants me to tell you, hey yo, <laughs> ah, sir, and ladies and gentlemen, here is the big surprise. I, I took it upon myself the other day, as everyone knows, we have played a few little rounds of wrestling Jeopardy on here in recent recent memory. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have taken it upon myself to go to this same site and create our own. Jeopardy game, one that I created myself, and <clears throat> and some of the questions may surprise you, may alarm you here, but uh, I think there's some good ones here to say the least. So we've got on hand here with us here tonight, uh, of course, King and W.O., Gerard T. Smith, we have the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, we have the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and uh, if he is still on, uh, by the way, uh, at the same time, Gerard, the lowdown. Kendrick Smith came on right, right, right after you did. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we have him on the live video feed as well. So if he wants to take part in this as well, um, we've got some big time. Well, of course, what I have called WCWUS Jeopardy. And of course, I don't have any music and all this. So I won't play any music. <laughs> but the values, guys, you're going to love. Between 1,000 and 5,000. Yes. Uh, big time points here, guys. And here are the categories. Everyone is anxiously awaiting, the, anxiously awaiting this. The categories are as follows. We have WCW Spring Stampede from 1999. We have Bash at the Beach from 1999. We have Road Wild from 99. We have Starcade from 1997. And also pay-per-views by month, which means I named the month. You tell me which pay-per-view occurred during that month. Is that easy enough there, folks? Uh, that sounds easy. And we have a final question as well, so everyone will get to take part in that. So first off, I will go around and start asking everyone, Gerard, are you ready? I'm ready. JD, are you ready? Ready. John, are you ready? He's ready. What? John says ready to go. And uh, let's let's get. And in a tribute update now, it is two one Pittsburgh as Jake Getzel makes it an even dozen. Ten seconds into the third period, gives the Penguins the first lead of the game. However, with his second goal of the night. Okay, thank you very much. And are you ready? Kendrick, if you want, if you were going to be on for a little bit, you want to play along as well. Okay, Kendrick's going to play in, too. we got a good crowd tonight. All right, let's go ahead and do it here, guys. GTS, my man. 
our inaugural WWS Jeopardy first uh, uh, choice is yours, my man. Please, please, uh, it, please indulge us. There you go. Uh, I wanted to do that uh, pay-per-view by month thing you said. Okay, one through five thousand, my man. Uh, we'll do five thousand. Five thousand. Okay. All right. Like I said, just whatever you believe the paper, what paper WCW pay per view occurred on that month. It's WCW stuff. Okay. Just want to let everyone know that. Okay. February, Gerard. What pay per view occurred in February? I will start asking around everyone to see, see if everyone does have an answer. And remember, guys, no peeking, no peeking. Uh, JD, have, have a guess? Super Brawl. Okay, let's see what everyone else says. John? John also says that. Ann and Kendrick, do you have an answer? Ann is also saying Super Bowl, and so is Kendrick, and the answer is, that's right, it was Super Bowl. Okay, <clears throat> JD, you're up next. I'm going to take star K97 for 3000 Okay, and remember, some of the stuff, just, just keep in mind by every single little aspect of the pay-per-view, so hand me some of the questions may not be what you expect. I will go ahead and tell you that. Okay. Okay. The original opponent for Kurt Henning, the U.S. title match with Kurt Henning. Who was Ric Flair? That's absolutely right. Okay, John, you're up next. Some of the questions may even surprise you. Mm -hmm. I just actually did almost an instinct. Cosmo's got his first goal of the night. Damn, he just off by six inches. All right, John's going with Spring Stampede '99. How much? How much do you want to go for, John? A million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was actually tempted to do something very, very high, but he's going for two thousand for Spring then Stampede. Before you ask. Uh, no, and I was going to ask Gerard a question. I was going to ask Gerard, and maybe he can share with us. What do you think of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match? It's about time. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yes, indeed. They did hell of a sell. They had to do something else. I mean, what do you think they'll do next in regard to the ladies? I mean, put them in like an extreme situation. Uh, the chamber would be the yeah. only thing I think left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, you got that right. Okay, Spring Sampay 99 for 2000. John, here is your question. Who was in the corner of Kevin Nash for his match versus Goldberg? There were two people. You can name either one. 
if you don't know them both. JD's watching him carefully to make sure he doesn't. Uh... Don't cheat, John. <laughs> yeah. What to send Gerard after you? <laughs> Spear City. There you go. John is saying Luger and Elizabeth. Son of a gun, he's right. <laughs> okay, Ann, you're up next. Yes, 3 1. There we go, guys. That's about time you open up the lean now. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 take it easy, JD. I know you're excited, but take it easy. I am. I'm just. It's a good play. Still plenty of time to, left, though. If you have to, open up a window and start and yell it out that way. No way. My <laughs> folks are asleep. I don't want to wake them up at all. But I know Pittsburgh. Well, like I said, if you saw, if you would be outside, right? I mean, if you were at the game and you saw the fans outside of the arena with two big, like huge TVs, like flat screens, I mean, it's crazy. It's like it's like New Year's Eve in Pittsburgh every year when they have a big screen out there for the playoff games. It's crazy. My, my goodness, and it's going with pay per views by month, uh, and it's one, two, three, and four thousand left. Which one would you like? Come on, boys. Pour it on right now. This is the chance to really open it up. Four to one. They just scored again. They've gone ballistic here in the first five minutes of the third period. And now it looks like maybe you can say Nashville is in deep trouble going home. Pay-per-views. He's going with pay-per-views for 1,000. Uh... And they're pulling Pecker Rennie out of the game. Pay-per-views by month for 1000 That's what Ann wants. Let's see what we have here. Okay, Ann, remember, a WCW pay-per-view. And the month in question is August. What pay-per-view took place in August? Nice shot, Malkin. I have to go to the bathroom, JD, and yell in there for a <laughs> No, I'll be right back in a second. I just got to take something. I'll be right back. Okay, good. Yeah. Gerard, I got to tell you, that boy's been talking about hockey all night. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Anne says, bash at the beach. The answer is, road wild. Close, Anne. Very close. Okay, Kendrick, you are up next, my man. Whoa, and what the, what'd you say? 
What the hell? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Kendra, did you want? Um, did, you have, did you have a category in question? Category you wanted to try? Oh, I'm back. Hello. Yeah, I'm right here, JD. Oh. Uh, and it seems that King and W.O. has has weapons. Uh oh. Uh, Do you leave after I just stepped out, or what happened? I have no idea. I didn't think he. I checked it a minute ago, he was still on, but... Hmm. I'll try to find out, but... uh... I was waiting on Kendrick to get a... uh... Pop on here to see if he wanted to do a question. Uh, I think he may have left already too, so he may not. He may not. Uh, hmm. Okay, because I'm only reading one person looking at this now instead of two. Now I'm. Anne has probably stepped off for a minute there as well. Okay, here's what here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're here's what we're going to do here. Uh, like I said, uh, okay. Forgive, forgive the delay there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we were hoping, like I say, he might. We're not well. Of course, we don't. We don't like. We don't want, wish for anything like a technical difficulty to happen for any of us. But, uh, but we're hoping that you know that it's 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 not as much as a technical difficulty. It's why KWO Gerard uh, T. Smith um, uh, some suddenly popped off the line. Five one um, now. But um, but we're hoping it's nothing more than that. Um, but uh, GTS, if you can hear us, there, Bud, if you can pop back on. Yeah, like we'd said, love to have you back on, guy. Yeah, but uh, if you can, like I said, but in in in, like I said, in all respect to GTS, until he um, until he pops back on, I, what we're going to do is, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going. To pause the Jeopardy game just just, just like it is. Uh, like I said, we've gotten four questions out of the way, uh, but right now, but right now, like I said, all five categories are still uh, are still available. Like I said, Spring Stampede '99, Bash at the Beach '99, Road Wild '99, Starcade '97, and pay-per-views by the month. 
And uh, like I said, four questions have been asked so far. Uh, so what we're going to do, like I said, folks, is we're going to we're going to uh, to like I said, pause it right where it is, and we will come back to this once we have everybody's uh, once once we have everybody's uh, have everybody uh, more more folks on. And all. Hopefully, like I said, we'll have you know GTS pop back on before the end of the night. But if he doesn't make it back on, uh, then that's okay. We will save this for. We'll save this for another night. Hopefully, we'll maybe be able to do it on Wolfpack tomorrow or Revolution on Friday night. So we'll help to get that, you know, situated here as soon as we possibly can. In the meantime, here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see here. Uh, I guess to finish off the, um, let's see, let's see. Hmm. Well, they're reviewing it now. Okay, hold on. I said it was five one. They might not get enough. They may not give them that goal though. But if not, let's see. Oh, I think this time they might not give it to him because he was over the line. That's the same thing that happened early in the first period of. Monday night, however, Nashville was over the line with Subban when Nashville tried to get the first goal of the game, however, and Subban was, had his skate just half inch over the blue line, so they mm. might not give it to him. They're challenging the call, and mm-hmm. no goal. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so same thing happened the other night, so it is not 5-1 now. It's still 4-1, though, but that's all right, though. And stop three with 13 minutes to go. So hopefully they'll get one more for the night show without going offside. But if they do, like I said, they will head to Nashville up 2 nothing with Game 3 back at the Stone, Bridgestone Arena, that is, Saturday night in Music City. Right. Thank you very much for keeping us informed there, J.D. In the meantime here, folks, um, you know, one thing that we don't get... Uh, uh, um, that, you know, we do talk about a lot of uh, wrestling stories here, of course, on our shows here in the radio network and all. Uh, but there were, there are several that, uh, um, that you know, we don't get a chance to uh, really, really, really mention and all. I have got to, um, I've seen two or three here that I would like to bring to everyone's attention here. Uh, to try to fill in, like I said, the void here, like I said. But like I said, we'll pause our Jeopardy game until we have everybody back on. Um, let's go ahead and see what we have right here. Uh, one interesting... Uh... There was a title card that I put at the beginning of the title. But uh, let's see what we have right here in this story right here that popped up today from Jeremy Thomas at 411 Mania. Eric Bischoff says fans wanted more of him and Jim Cornette on table uh, for table for three. 
Let's go. Let me go ahead and I'll pull up that story right here. Let's see what we have here. Story reads as follows: <clears throat> Eric Bischoff discussed his appearance on Table for Three with Jim Cornette and Michael Hayes on the latest Bischoff on Wrestling. The audio and highlights are below right here on 411mania.com. Here, let's go ahead and read. Uh, let's go ahead and read what. Uh, Uh, let me just go and find the thing right here. On the response to the episode, Bischoff says the following. I'm getting quite a bit of response, and I think the majority of response that I'm getting is that people wanted to see more. It was a 19- or 20-minute episode. I think people wanted to see 30- or 40 minutes. I'm all, I've also been getting a lot of responses saying they want to see it on a regular basis. I'm not so sure that Jim and I have multiple shows in us. We have history and two divergent personalities and points of view. I think it'd make a great special, but I am not sure it would have made a great series necessarily. Most of the response I have gotten has been very, very favorable, and people just want to see more. If you can walk away from the performance, whether it's a television show or a live event, whatever it is, if you can leave the audience wanting more, it's a home run. I think from that perspective, it was a home run. Also, on sitting down with Jim Cornette after all the negativity from Cornette over the years. Bischoff had to say this. I don't want to say it was a non-event. I knew the audience was anticipating it. I knew it was going to be kind of a cool moment for the audience that we were doing it for. For me, I never really understood the heat and the nonsense and all the stuff that has been put out there between Jim and I. Jim has always been very venomous in regards to me. In the beginning, I listened to it and was like, eh, what the hell is this guy talking about? And after a while, I realized, oh, that's just him getting himself over it's just what he does. He does it to a lot of people. It's not just me. Jim is funny as hell, very intelligent, articulate, and he knows what he is talking about. For the most part, he's very, very opinionated. opinionated. And like I said, the audio for this is actually right here on this on this uh, story for Fall of the Mania. J.D., what's your take on Bischoff's uh, points of view about this table for three thing he did with um, uh, Cornette? Well, if I had the network, I would have loved to have seen it because you talk about three of the greatest right there. I mean, you talk about James E. Cornette, the most underrated manager people feel that he does not get the credit he deserves. He managed guys like Yoko and Owen. He managed the Midnight Express, Tower Lover Boy, Dennis, Sweet Stan Lane, Beautiful Bobby, and Dennis Condry. I mean, he had so many great battles over the years with guys like the Mid- uh, I almost said the Midnight Express, but that was his team, the Road Warriors, and of course the Rock and Roll Express, the Russians. I mean, he is a very, very unique guy. I mean, he always called his mama, if you will. He always was famous for the tennis racket. Uh, it was nice to see him and Eric Bischoff finally kind of make peace with each other, finally for a change, because I know for the longest time he and Bischoff never really got along or never really trusted each other and saw eye to eye with each other. Michael Hayes, I think, it was nice to see Michael Hayes and James E. kind of... Uh, Developed a unique friendship, if you want to call it that. That was very unique. And Bischoff, of course, I know, probably knew Michael a little bit. Not very well, though. But it was nice to see all three of them sit down with each other. I mean, it would have been nice to see, like, Road Warrior Animal, however, maybe talk with Cornette, and maybe you've thrown in maybe someone like, possibly like a Magnum TA or even a Ric Flair. That would have been neat, too. But uh, it was nice to see these three come to peace, however, and just not really dislike each other per se, but 
show camaraderie, show friendship, brotherhood, if you will, to use the term loosely. And it was nice to see let bygones be bygones for once, however, after so many years of just bearing in newsletters and in interviews on and off of different radio talk shows, however, and in dirt sheets, however, it was just nice to see peace being played out for once. And uh, that was good. I mean, that's one of the things I do like about Table for Three. And there's sort of things like that. You don't know the real story. Like, uh, take, for instance, uh, the whole thing with Neville, Cesaro, and Sammy, or uh, Bo Dallas and Kevin Owens. I mean, you think all these guys are jerks, and they're arrogant and pompous both on and off TV, but they tell their side of the story, and they get their feelings across, and they show uh, how they broke in the business and what it was like uh, through how much hell they had to go through over the years and how much hell they're still going and some things that they've had to pay the price for. But at the end of the day, it's a good thing, however, that these three came to reason. And uh, I'll tell you, I got a few ideas who they can do next in the table for three uh, sit down. Uh, I would like to see JR, Vince Russo, and uh, I'll say uh, Vince McMahon. That would be a nice threesome right there. Because Vince was a. Uh, Russo's uh, Vince McMahon, Russo wrote for McMahon. J.R. Vince, Vince Russo really never saw eye to eye for a while after that Oklahoma thing, and I think they can maybe finally bury the hatchet with each other. I think that would be kind of unique. Or if not, you can do uh, probably three of the greatest of them all: Stone Cold Rock and Triple H. That would be a great threesome right there. You know, I'm sure you can hear a lot of stories coming out of that. Uh, another one would be a good one like Mick Foley. Uh, possibly maybe McFoley, Taker, and um, Terry Funk would be another good one, I think. I mean, I'm coming up with some good... I mean, these are some good ones you could do in some future episodes. And, and the fans, I think, would love to see it. You know, they would love to see something like that happen. Absolutely. So, definitely would be great. Definitely would be great. We'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. Another story coming out here, Chris, Jeremy Thomas, Paul Mania. Jim Ross, speaking of Jim Ross, uh, predicts the winner of the Extreme Rules main event and also talks the women's money in the bank match that was just announced here just recently. Jim Ross has posted a new blog online, and here are the, and here are the highlights. On who he thinks will win at Extreme Rules, this is, and this is uh, Jim, Ross, Jim Ross's own words right here. He says, enjoy the two main event bouts, including Reigns versus Rollins, and the three-way between Finn Balor, Smojo, and Bray Wyatt, which all seem to deliver as expected Monday night. These five will seemingly be counted on to deliver a strong show-closing presentation on Sunday night on the WWE Network during Extreme Rules in Baltimore. As I said on this week's Ross Report podcast, I see Finn Balor winning the main event Sunday at Extreme Rules, which earns him a title bout with Brock Lesnar. Good luck on that one, lad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, he says, SmackDown Live saw the five women who were featured arguably steal the show Tuesday night in Atlanta. SmackDown Live women especially seemed to relish in raising the athletic bar and to continue to break barriers previously set by their predecessors. From the cold open where we heard sound bites from the participants, which made the match have more clout and importance, this was a memorable night for SmackDown Live's women. The credit felt right, and the women, including Charlotte, Natty, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Tamina, all carried their share of the water in successfully building to the first ever Money in the Bank women's match in St. Louis 
at the Money in the Bank event. It's arguable that the women of SmackDown Live are seemingly taking more advantage of maximizing their minutes in the ring and on TV in general. The risk-reward ratio has arguably never been higher for any female athlete in WWE to date with the booking of the Money in the Bank match. Obviously, these women will do all they can to deliver a memorable outfit of Money in the Bank, which luckily concerns some fans as it should. And one more thing he does mention on AJ Styles losing in his hometown against Dolph Ziggler. He says the following, AJ Styles losing in ATL, his home market, was a bit of a surprise but not totally shocking. Excuse me. Other than seemingly taking the air out of the live audience a bit, I see no issues with this outcome. And for those who complain about the overall genre generally being too predictable, this outcome should have been acceptable to some degree. I don't who had an enjoyable bout. Uh, these subjects at hand here, KD. What's your take on what Jim Ross had to say? JR definitely uh, had some good points to say, no question about it. I think it's going to be interesting to see, again, like I mentioned tonight on debate, however, who uh, is going to be your overall winner. I mean, right now, it's a, it's a who's who's going to win this whole thing. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, I mean, I mean, I have a couple good select ideas who they're going to go with, however, but uh, at the same time, you just never know who's going to win. Indeed, I I would definitely I definitely do agree with that. Uh, let's see what else here we've got coming out here out of the box. Let's see here. Uh, let me let me try to find a little something here. Uh, Well, speaking of the women's money-in-the-bank match, uh, apparently we have actually somebody else that wants to be in it other than the five that have been placed in it so far. Lana has taken Yeah, I, I, I did mention something about that. And, you know, that will be interesting if you go that way. Lana took the Twitter to ask Shane the man to be put in the women's money-in-the-bank match at Next Plus pay-per-view, posting the following. Her Twitter handle, CJ, parentheses, Lana Perry, says, Dear at Shay McMahon, can I please negotiate being put in the first ever Money in the Bank women's match? I'd like to be a part of history. Thank you, at WWE. This was posted this afternoon at 4.11 p.m. 4.11 at 4.11. Ain't that something? Also, there's a, there's a video that's been posted out here from the Bella Twins YouTube account with Bree Bella sharing pictures of herself, Daniel Bryan, and more from her labor. Oh. Uh, so, uh, anyway, well, well, primarily the main the main topic here, obviously, is Lana being want to want to uh, have a shot at the uh, going after the women's uh, SmackDown women's belt. What do you think about this, JD? Well. If Lana wants to go after it, she better hope she knows what she's getting into. Because, I mean, Money in the Bank, Howard, can shorten your career and shorten your uh, uh, in-ring ability at the same time. I mean, we'll have to wait and see how it all goes down. Certainly, indeed. Uh, and I may have an answer to something here. Let me let me read on this a little bit here before I say anything. Uh... I'm going to go ahead and read this, like I said, and you might be able to take this as what you will. Uh, this comes from, once again, Jeremy Thomas, the 411 Mania. WWE Raw rating hits new 2017 low. Uh, as expected, 
Memorial Day episode of Raw ended up as a new low for the whole year so far. Monday's episode brought in a 0.86 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic and 2.613 million viewers. Those numbers are down 5% and essentially even with last week's 0.91 demo rating and 2.615 million viewers. The demo rating was the lowest since the September 26th episode when it had 0.83, while the viewership was the worst since 2.6 million total viewers tuned in on Halloween last year. Uh Raw ranked number two among cable originals for the night behind Discovery's Street Outlaws. 1.03 1.03 demo rating, 2.514 million viewers. The hour, the hourly ratings were as follows: at 8 o'clock, it was a 0.88 demo rating with 2.689 million. 9 p.m. 0.88 demo rating with 2.681, and 10 p.m. 0.83 demo rating with 2.468. Yeah. Uh, it's losing it's losing steam. I mean it really is when you think about it. It's just it's become a big mess, however, and we've talked about it so many times how it's it's sad on what it's become, it really has. Certainly. And I mean do you do you think though I mean a lot of people have speculated that the um that the um that maybe somehow this superstar shake up may have had something to do with it. Definitely did. I mean, there's no question about it has because, I mean, you take a look at all the I mean, they did not need to do this now. I mean, if they wanted to do something like this, they could have waited until maybe, I want to say maybe fall, maybe early winter. I just think they got panicky. I think they really did. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, again, teach their own, however. But like I said, I just think WWE is right now grasping at straws at this point. I mean, it's just, I don't know what else you can say. I would agree. Uh, also, one more one more quick story before we close out tonight. Here comes from, once again, Jeremy Thomas of 411 Mania. As much as we don't want to put out spoilers, it's the only time I'm going to do this. Dun, dun, dun. on Brock Lesnar's Great Balls of Fire opponent. And now during the heat. That's, that's an advertisement. This leave it be. Anyway, Brock Lesnar may well be getting past the winner of Sunday's fatal five-way match at Extreme Rules in short order. According to Wrestling Observer Radio, Lesnar will be facing Braun Strowman at Great Balls of Fire on July 9th and not the winner of the number one contenders match that will manifest this weekend's pay-per-view. Strowman was reported by WWE to be out for up to six months due to his elbow injury but it has been reported from the beginning that that time frame was a work and that Strowman would be coming back much sooner. Well, if he is coming back sooner, originally I had heard also, too, not only that, they said he was supposed to come back, I mean, I've talked about this, we've talked all about it, the night after, on July 10, however, in Houston, that Monday night following Great Balls of Fire. But now, the thing is, though, if he is coming back, is he coming back maybe in two or three weeks, however, right after Extreme Rules, like, say, right after Money in the Bank or at the end of June, however, in Los Angeles to set up the big match with Brock, however. I mean, the thing is, though, he's been off TV now, what, a couple weeks already? Yes. 
So I mean, this yeah, this week will be the third week. So if you're going to keep him out until the end of June, possibly that's like five weeks. However, I mean, you're kind of pushing it a little too soon. I mean, like I said, here's a guy who was supposed to be out. We all thought until the end of next end of this year, early next year, they suckered us in. They made us believe it. We all bought a hook, line, sinker, which is crazy when you think about. But hey, those are the breaks. Uh, at the end of the day, however, it just it blows my mind because I think WWE wanted him back, however, unless he demanded to come back. However, I don't know. It just I think it was ridiculous. However, that they would uh, bring. I mean, he would come back this soon. However, I mean, I think he's risking it. However, but at the same time, he thinks he's ready to go. More power to him because I think he's in for a rude, rude awakening when he gets in the ring. However, with the beast. Indeed, I would definitely agree. And I know I said it was going to be it, but there's one more I just now saw. I've got to bring this up. Coming from Larry Zonka at 411 Mania today. Matt Hardy, Ric Flair, Sami Zayn, and more respond to President Donald Trump's Kafifi tweet. The new word Kafifi, that's how I can pronounce it, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, has been trending all day today after a now-deleted tweet from President Donald Trump, which read, despite the, the constant negative press kafifi, many people have been having fun with, and many people have been having fun with it on social media, including the wrestling world. Uh, Rick Flair, uh, Rick Flair says to be the hashtag kafifi, you got to beat the kafifi. Woo! <laughs> uh, uh, Glenn. Glenn Gilberti, who I think we remember as the Disco Inferno. Yeah, Glenn Gilbernetti. Gilbernetti, I guess how you pronounce that, okay. Yeah. At the real Disco, he says, at Matt Hardy Brand, just change delete to Kafifi. Uh, uh, Matt, uh, Matt Hardy's tweet says the following, uh, at the real Disco, maybe I should just delete this absurd term, hashtag Kafifi. Uh, um Sammy Zane says, I had a great time tonight facing two very talented Kofifi. <laughs> Cole Cabana says, Hulk Hogan, we're coming for you, Kofifi. Uh, <laughs> Bubba, <laughs> Bubba Ray Dudley says, Devon, get the Kofifi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cole Cabana also says, remember when every indie wrestler did the Kofifi driver? <laughs> yeah, I like that <laughs> one. That's the one. Uh, uh, What's your take on this? On this? On this? On all of a sudden, everyone latching onto this word. All of a sudden, apparently, uh, it's the new word. Apparently, I guess. However, mind you, it really is. However, you got some former and current superstars actually using the term too. So, yes. Uh, when you get wrestlers involved in that mix, you got to be a little bit careful with all that here, folks. So, uh, that's that's all. Well, I'll bring it up right there. On that note, here, ladies and gentlemen. I do thank everyone for coming on here to see me for episode 340 of Revolution. Uh, once again, I was hoping that Gerard will be able to stay on long enough to, do, to, to, to take us home, but I'll, I will take care of it tonight. Apparently something must have happened with it. Hopefully it was a technical issue, but uh, we'll find out more, and we'll hopefully we'll get to do, do some more on our Jeopardy game, which we did start like, so we do have four questions out of the way. Probably between tomorrow and Friday, we'll be able to get the work on getting that. We'll be Kofifi by then. We'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll all feel like Kofifi. I think that's, <laughs> our new, that's our new word of the evening, Kofifi. 
to yeah, that word, Kofi. And I, I guess that's, that's the way it's I guess that's how you pronounce it. I mean, that's the way I guess. I'll go Kofifi yourself. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, why don't you go, why don't you go, t- take that, go sit on a pile of Kofifi? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can do, do stuff all night with that word. Um, anyway, I do want to thank, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith for joining us, as well as the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Gerolamo. Uh, also, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, also, the last sticker, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. And I also want to say thank you to the lowdown, Kendrick Smith, of course, who, was, who of course, this year, meant to, I forgot to mention, he also uh, was inducted this year as a Hall of Famer uh, this year, so I forgot to mention that. Uh, so I do want to thank, like I said, Gerard, J.D., John, Anne, and Kendrick for popping on here tonight. Uh and of course, like I said, this is Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw. Say thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And of course, tomorrow night will be, of course, our double shot, of course, with Top Hill Inc. As the NWO Madness Kingdom will heal up with some big time wrestling talk. I'm sure Extreme Rules will be on the plate, as well as other things going on. Uh, from 7 to 8, of course, 140562 pound. And of course, I'll be back on for episode 101 of NWO Wolfpack, which we'll be having that. Of the live video feed from that, from uh, our tribute group to Georgia Championship Wrestling, GCW US, beginning of a dream. So, <clears throat> for King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, the Iceman, Eric Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Last Kicker, Anne Marie Rickenbach, and the Lowdown, Kendrick Smith. This is Mr. WS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you so much for listening in here tonight. And we'll be back home tomorrow night with. Of course, like I said, Top Hill Inc. and NWO Wolfpack. Revolution is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. Where we're two years older and continuing to be bolder, the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Everyone take care. See you in the ring. And as always here in the WCWS radio network, God bless. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.